If you've got a Bible, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2 and chapter 3. It says they're starting in verse 11 of chapter 2. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple to the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, through the gospels, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power, although I am the, less than the least of all the Lord's people. This grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. 
one of the, the many things that we find as we read through the book of Ephesians is Paul saying that he believes in the church. And that's pretty much uh, one of the central themes, um, if not the central theme of the book of Ephesians. I believe in the church. And while I don't have time to pack it all right now, Paul has this revelation of the church as being uh, central to God's mystery, uh, central to human history, and central to our lives. But especially in the wake of a pandemic, uh, not everyone sees things quite so clearly. And perhaps more than ever, the, the church finds herself under assault as increasingly uh, irrelevant, inconsequential, and immaterial. A while ago, I came, I came across uh, someone who who likens the church to Jurassic Park, uh, and I think I think they I think they meant the the first film rather than the um, unlikely six or seven that have come in its wake. But they said this: churches are so often like the movie, full of rare species, demanding detailed exegetical sermons, gargantuan in structure, voracious in appetite consuming so much time, energy, and money foraging for food that they have little left for those around them. And like the dinosaurs, the church is out of place, out of touch, and in danger of becoming extinct. Out of place, out of touch, and in danger of becoming extinct. So over um, our summer series, we want to take a look at this idea and see uh, how those of us who are here feel about the church and uh, more importantly, what the Bible has to say on the subject. Essentially, how are we to engage with, how are we to understand how it is that we um, that we see what we find in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 that his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose we accomplished which he accomplished through Christ Jesus our Lord as a local body of believers as well as uh, as a family of churches called the vineyard uh, we stand with the church through the ages and we proudly and fiercely confess the creed, the, the fundamental, foundational, unmovable belief that we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, and that we believe in one Holy a Catholic and Apostolic Church. We believe in the church, or do we? And so rather than just hearing from me, what we've done is we, we, we want to create a little bit of space over the summer for us to discuss uh, what the Bible has to say and then reflect on it together. Uh, and so uh, in the service we'll give an opportunity for people to break into small groups and then look at some questions for reflection and um, the last section of the apostles creed says i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting you know and it's it's what do we understand by this phrase i believe in the holy catholic church um in ephesians 
chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul writes, his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does that mean for you? As you reflect on those scriptures, what does that mean? What does it mean that his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known? What does that mean and how is the church doing that? And what is your part to play in making known the manifold wisdom of God? Can you do that if you are doing church on your own in your garden? Just a question. And then um, what is your understanding of what the Bible teaches about the church? When you look at the scriptures and, and, and unpack, particularly the New Testament teaching, uh, how do you understand what the Bible is saying about the church and the importance of the church? Um, and what difference is that making in your life? So there are some questions, three questions for you to reflect on, and uh, we will look again at this a little more uh, next week. Thanks very much and great to see you.